Welcome everybody, hype it up everybody. This is Healthscape Podcast. Today we speak about mantras and why you maybe should start singing mantras. Let's see about that. Together with Glenda Lila, who cultivates a deep love to music. She's a yoga practitioner and she loves to connect to her heart. Welcome in Glenda. Um, how are you doing? A little nervous, <laughs> but mostly very excited. Super, <laughs> thank super. Thank you for the great introduction. Yeah, uh, thank you for being honest about your nervousness. That's very mm. welcome. We're glad to, to kind of like honor that as well. And uh, start slow, of course, with a little centering practice. And um, yeah, we already discussed before you, you wanted to do something uh, small there. So mm -hmm. would you like to sing Om there? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many of the people listening know Om. So Om is, is the very basic mantra. Uh -huh. First mantra ever. Okay. Uh, yeah. The mantras of the mantras. <laughs> okay. Let's let's discuss about that uh, after. So everybody, welcome in again. And especially all the listeners um, that are not watching right now us, uh, come to a great sit. We're also coming to a great sit. And root your feet down and get long from your hips to your head. And just start to breathe in deep and listen to what Glenda has to offer to us. <laughs> Everybody, slowly coming back to your body, connecting to all the other bodies that are around there listening right now. <laughs> Reconnecting to each other, not just to our own body, but to each other as well. And then slowly coming back out of it, opening your eyes. feeling ready to enjoy this podcast. So, dear Glenda, thank you so much. Um, can you tell us of your journey into mantra to start a little bit off with this podcast today? 
think my journey into mantras began with uh, my journey into yoga. Um, I discovered yoga through aerial yoga. Okay, I have to <laughs> go a little bit back. So um, uh, I, I, I just saw aerial yoga on the internet and I was like, hmm, what is this? <laughs> and <laughs> wanted to try something new. And then after practicing half, hour, half a year aerial yoga, I wanted to know where does this come from? Really, where's the root? So I started to practice Hatha yoga. And in that studio where I practiced Hatha yoga and Vintotua, um, there was also a mantra singing every month. And that's where I consciously started to listen to mantras. Um, I, 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 I joined one, uh, one time and I was really blown away. And then I started to listen to mantras and then I started to think, hmm, because I'm a singer myself. So I've, I've been singing for, I don't know, since I'm 15. Um, mm -hmm. I, I went to singing lessons and sang in many different bands. So I was really drawn to this mantra thing. And um, yeah, that's how I started singing for myself mantras for some years until at some point I thought, okay, maybe it would be nice to give what I experienced to others because it helped me a lot uh, in many ways to sing mantras. So I started to offer some little circles where you also joined. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. And that's the short version of my uh, yeah. mantra journey. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know uh, from first hand that you're doing a super, super awesome job. And that's also partly the reason why I invented you here. So let's talk about mantras. What is even a mantra? Um, it depends who defines it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So for me, um, it's hmm, it's kind of a prayer. Um, you sing to something divine, whatever that might be for you. You can call it God. You can call it yourself, um, the universe. And for me, it's a tool to to meditate also. Um, and it can be singing like we did before, or I did before, or it can be spoken, mm -hmm. um, or just mentally. Um, and it can be, for me, it can be in any language, but if you ask Indian um, people, um, which is where mantra and also the word mantra originates from, um, the very traditional ones, uh, they, they will tell you mantra is only what is in Sanskrit. And Sanskrit is the very old language from the Vedic um, scriptures. Um, which is like our Latin, but even older than Latin. Um, and yeah, that language um, has a very special power to it because it's so old, because it's been sung so many times with the same intention, it has an energy in it. And also it's said that this language is, um, was channeled from some people that had a direct connection to God. So mm -hmm. that makes it even more powerful to sing these mantras. So maybe I, I personally agree when I sing a mantra in Sanskrit, I feel much more energy and power if when I sing something in English that I compose or there's someone else composing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, let's go uh, into, so let's go a step back to towards the mantra that you just uh, sung. So the Om, what, what does Om mean? Uh. <laughs> Um, 
they say it's the first it's the um, it's a sound how the universe universe was created so mm -hmm. um we have um material stuff but everything has a sound everything has a frequency that sounds and the frequency of the um, creation of the world is ohm so when you sing ohm you maybe if you i don't know if some people sang along now if you felt that it was just centering like ah, it relaxes you and you kind of fall into this, into this frequency where ah everything is okay yeah and that was like when the world was, was created everything was okay <laughs> now we messed up <laughs> a lot of things <laughs> but in that frequency it was okay <laughs> that's funny okay <laughs> good um and I can go a little bit into detail if you want. I don't know how sure, much. Sure, sure. If you yeah. like to, sure, please. Um, so the word "om" is also said "aum." So actually, the "o" is composed by "au." Mm -hmm. Some people sing it really "aum," and some <laughs> sing it just "om." Yeah. And um, "aum" is also symbolizing uh, the Trinity, um, which we find in many religions. Also in Christianity, we find. Uh, I don't know how it's called, this one. Um, uh -huh. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I think. Uh -huh. and in um, Hinduism, we find um, Aum representing the trinity of three gods. So Hinduists have a lot of gods. Um, and the first, the A, stands for Brahma, which is the god of creation. Uh -huh. And the U stands for Vishnu, which is the god of preservation. And the M stands for uh, Shiva, which is the god of destruction, which he destroys. And these are three qualities that we all need in our life. So something is created, um, then it's nice to maintain it. <laughs> but sometimes, <laughs> so preserver, <laughs> but sometimes something new wants to come. So it's needed that the old is destructed. So destruction is not always negative. It, sometimes it's good to, mm, yeah, transfer something so that mm -hmm. something new can be created. And then it begins from the A. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Thank you for explaining. Uh, yeah, that's that's a wonderful insight there. Um, um, yeah, Let, let's go a little bit further right now. <clears throat> What is the difference between singing and chanting? So I'm, we're going just back to the questions right now, at the moment. Mm -hmm. hmm. I don't know exactly the definition of chanting, actually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what does it exactly uh, mean? But you mean singing normal songs to mantras, or? Yeah, yeah, just normal songs at the moment. So mm -hmm. I just looked it up before if the question makes any sense uh, to make sure that this question makes sense. So uh, chanting means more like more towards no instruments more like just with your voice mm -hmm. but uh, it's kind of like blurry I, I didn't quite understand it and I hope like you can't explain but of course <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um, there's really very many definitions and yeah. ex especially the definitions that come in English so like chanting yeah they're coined from Europeans or Americans and so it's hard to explain exactly what it is. So yeah. I, I like the Sanskrit words. The, with them you just know, okay, it's this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So maybe yeah. 
but we we can go a little bit into that into like the Sanskrit words right now maybe. So what different forms of singing or repeating mantras are there? Mm. Um, so one is is um, the singing, um, which is uh, also ca called kirtan. Yeah. Um, so usually in kirtan. Um, there is one band or one singer with instruments and everything, and he sings the mantra traditionally, and uh, it's call and response like in gospel. So the singer sings one line, and then the audience sings the same line afterwards, and it goes like, like this, back and forth. Ah, okay, I see. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, and then there is just singing the mantras, uh, like <laughs> we do it in the circles. And then there is um, japa. I yep. don't know if any of you know this thing. It's a mala, mala. and it's like a rosary for Christians um, with beads. And then you can go either you say it out loud, loud like om, om, and you go with the fingers, you uh, go around the, the mala, mm -hmm. or you say it in your head. And uh, in the tradition of uh, mantras um, they, they say that um, mantras you first start saying them out loud really speaking them um, and then you start when when this really sits like yeah. after years of years and practice uh, you start saying them very like really whispering almost only moving your lips almost no sound and that you practice for years and years and, years. and then at one point, automatically, um, you will con you will continue. You will be the mantra, so it will be in your head, it will be in your body, it will you will vibrate in that mantra. And it's not like okay, I have this song in my head, but it's re really something that um, it's almost unconscious that it's just so integrated in your being. So like three stages. Okay. Good. Um, so. Which which chakras does the mantra speak with first? So as you're saying, like, oh yeah, it connects to your whole body and you become the mantra. But maybe maybe we start with a certain chakra. I, I, I'm not I don't know. <laughs> what, what do you think? Hmm, it's a good question. And also very uh, broad. <laughs> yeah. So there is specific mantras for the chakras. Uh -huh. um, so I don't know them by heart, but it's Lam for the root chakra, Vam for the uh, sacral chakra, yeah. Ram for the belly chakra, solar plexus, Yam for the heart, um, Ham for the throat chakra, Om for the third eye, and nothing, like silence for the uh, crown chakra. So if you chant them, you can choose if you feel your chakras and you, you know, okay, this chakra really needs some help. Right now you can just chant for one chakra uh -huh. and you go like, I don't know if it's the root chakra, you go like lam, 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 lam. Uh -huh. And or if, if, you, if you want, you can go to, through all the chakras. So you go lam, bam, ram, yam, ham. And you can also chant them long with a lam, yeah. bam, yeah. Um, cool. yeah, so that's for specifically for the chakras. 
And for me personally, when I sing mantras, it opens a lot to my heart chakra. Uh -huh. Good. Okay. So maybe maybe yeah. we connect there with the the path of yoga already. Like the yogic path is bhakti, right? Mm -hmm. um, which is also like uh, like yeah, the way of like love and yeah. Yeah, what do you what do you think about that? Do you does this resonate with you? Mm. Back to yoga is the yoga of devotion, mm -hmm. where you really train your love to to yourself and to God and to the universe. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it opens the heart. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, good. Thank you for explaining. Uh, like a little bit, like your connection to the chakras and how they are kind of like, oh yeah, you can access them individually uh, with like these mantras. Um, I can also add yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, sure. Maybe. Um, I think sometimes it also depends on the mantra itself. Like some mantras are for some Hindu gods and also them are connected to some chakras somehow. Like Shiva, it's the god of consciousness and consciousness resides in our third eye. So if you sing a lot for Shiva, it for sure goes also to your third eye. And if you open your third eye, and if you sing for any any kind of um, divine mother, so it could be Durga, it opens your heart because the divine mother resides in your heart. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so what kind of benefits <laughs> are there in mantra singing? As we're already like discussing like oh yeah it's opening but what kind of like benefits are there if some some <laughs> man comes in there and says oh i want benefit i want these benefits what 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 do you what can you expect maybe <laughs> it's better not to expect anything <laughs> <laughs> because you, it, the more open <laughs> you go into something the more you can receive and it's not up to you to control it <laughs> Okay. Um, but if I have to define something, um, <laughs> if I had to, if I have to define something, then it would be probably um, relaxing, calming yeah. down. Um, <laughs> feeling yourself more, maybe also opening up yourself sometimes. I think I feel that's not only specifically for mantras; it's for singing any anyway. Yeah, um, it, it makes you more confident with time. Many people say, oh, I cannot sing. Uh, I don't. Um, I, I I'm off tone and stuff like that." And with mantra singing, really doesn't matter, or at least how I and many Western people teach it. <laughs> okay, it doesn't matter. It just matters that you let go of all of your imagination like all your or your uh, yeah mm -hmm. and just try to let come out what it's inside okay wonderful wonderful so are there any dangers towards mantras you could fall in love with it <laughs> um could you fall um, too much dangerous. in love with it no, I, I have never experienced any dangers and i don't i'm not aware of any dangers Okay, good. So where can one start when one wants to start to practice mantra singing or using mantras? Hmm. Go to a mantra circle in your in a yoga studio nearby. 
Mm -hmm. I think that's the best way to experience it because you're also with other people and singing with other people is definitely stronger than singing alone. Mm -hmm. And you, you also don't hear your voice maybe so much as you hear it when you're alone. So you can just kind of go, go with the flow of the other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's the best way. And you also, yeah, if you have questions or you can also ask. What do you think about books? Do you have any, any specific book you would, could recommend maybe? No, there are very few books and I haven't found a good one yet. <laughs> and <it's, laughs> that also has the explanation that um, uh, in India, all this wisdom is given uh, by from person to person by mm -hmm. speaking. And it's a really old tradition. And it, it, it's so much, also so much information, you can never put it in a book. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. impossible. It's such a huge topic. And with so many layers, um, and I kind of like this thing that it's just given from person to person. Cool, cool. Mm. Um, how how important uh, is the meaning of a mantra? What do you think about that? Mm. It depends which. It's important because you sing for something, um, but I think it's not important to know it with your head, because. We Westerners, we always want to comprehend everything with our intellectual mind. And I think that's not really important. You can if you want. But um, I think it's more important to feel, okay, is this mantra helping me right now? Do I feel like singing it? Or mm, I don't resonate right now and better mm -hmm. another one. Mm -hmm. For that, I think the meaning is important. But I think the meaning you feel in your heart is important. Yeah, so mm -hmm. so I call I call this kind of like um, like at least the vibrational I call it vibrational quality, like kind of like what you're sending throughout your body. And what do you think about that? Do you kind of like agree to vibrational quality, to the term vibrational quality, or would you define that other way? Or yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's. All every word has a vibration, and especially these Sanskrit words have a very special vibration. And mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree okay. with the term. Mm. Uh, what is more diff uh, more important? Is the meaning of the mantra more important, or is like the vibrational quality of a mantra more important, or are they kind of like equal? Yeah, it's for me. I think if you put it this way. Um, The vibration is the meaning, or the meaning is the vibration. <laughs> mm -hmm. Ah. Because the meaning is um, enthalten. Um, it's um, um, inside inside of the yeah. yeah it's contained in the contained in the exactly. Mm -hmm. For me personally. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The meaning is contained contained in the vibrational quality. That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. So, uh, would you teach somebody like a mantra without without telling him telling one the meaning of the mantra? So, so you know, only teaching kind of like the vibrational quality uh, of a mantra to somebody uh, without teaching the actual meaning of a mantra to somebody or would, wouldn't you do that? And don't worry, I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you. It's just like your view right now. 
I think it depends on the person and how important it's for this person to know the meaning intellectually or not. Yeah. I think it's not, a, I cannot say it generally. And also during the circles, for example, I try to make a mix in between telling them what we're going to sing or telling afterwards or just yeah. not telling. And if there are questions, of course, I tell. So yeah. if somebody asks me, okay, what's the meaning of this mantra? Of course, I will tell. <laughs> I would not say, okay, ju just feel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I really always encourage um, to also just feel without going to think too much. Yeah, okay. It's a mix, yeah. So, so that's very interesting. Um, um, I just want to to kind of like show you my my view on the whole thing, and I I kind of like think or see a little bit. I'm not sure if that's correct, by the way, that uh, like the Buddh Buddhism area are are leaning more towards. Oh yeah, the meaning of the mantra is like central. You need to know the meaning of the mantra, otherwise it doesn't make any sense of repeating the mantra whatsoever. And like in the Hinduism, it's like the opposite. Like oh yeah. Um, there's like vibrational quality to a mantra and yeah you can repeat that without without knowing the meaning of the mantra at least from my perspective that's kind of like the case but I'm not completely sure if that's true what do you mm -hmm. think about that maybe it's it depends also on your intention mm -hmm. um, why do you sing a mantra it could be different intentions mm -hmm. so maybe if you want to just relax and let it flow you don't need to really need to know the meaning but if you want to really maybe cultivate a quality in you then it's good if you don't feel it yourself already what should intuitively what mantra helps me right now then maybe it's nice to know okay this mantra is for opening my heart and then then it's important of course to know the meaning okay good thank you for that answer so um Let's go a little bit further. So, of course, if anybody in the chat ha has a question, feel free to ask uh, wonderful Glenda. And I, most definitely she will respond with a great answer. Um, let's go into that question. What kind of instruments are used traditionally in mantra singing? Um, so, for the melody, um, often it's used uh, sitar, which is... Um, I don't know how to explain. <laughs> it's a, a, a big instrument with chords. Chords? You say chords? Yeah, chords. Yeah. Um, and you play only the first four, I think, of them. And it's like this. <laughs> it sounds a little bit like this. Uh, and then there is a harmonium, um, which I have here to show. <laughs> this one. <laughs> Uh, this is just um, actually it's not um, traditional Indian. It's uh, it comes from Europe because we have um, pianos and we had also this um, harmonic harmonica. I think it's called. Uh, um, and then some person brought it to India, and then Indians are always sitting on the on the ground, so they needed something to put on the ground and not <laughs> where you sit on a on a <laughs> chair or something. <laughs> So that's how the harmonium, <laughs> Indian harmonium, <laughs> was born. <laughs> uh, and now it's like a traditional Indian uh, music instrument, but it's actually brought from Europe. Okay. Uh, 
I, I think it, I heard about this, but I forgot it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and it's played with, um, yeah, like a piano, but with um, uh, air pumping. Yep. And then there is, for percussion, there is tabla, mm -hmm. which are two drums, a, a, a little bit bigger and a little bit smaller one. Um, and they're said to be the most difficult percussion instruments in the world. Um, and they have also very specific rhythms that we don't know in the West. Yeah. yeah. And in the south of India, tabla comes mostly from north, north of India. In the south of India, they have mrindanga, which is also a, diff a similar sound, but it's one drum and it's like a oval drum. And on one side, you have a little bit smaller the part drum on and on the other side a little bit bigger part yeah. and then you keep it on your lap and drum cool. uh, and then there is a tampura <laughs> and tampura gives the main it's just one uh one accord or how do you say that in one, one, one sound one accord mm, yeah. maybe <laughs> <laughs> which is like the bass Mm -hmm. uh, if you play a song in C or if you play a song in D, you use different tempos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's it. Ah, and the, the flute is also very, very used. Very, but then uh, the, more for, for uh, mantras that are not sang sometimes. It depends. There's also a mix. Ah, I see. Interesting. Interesting. Cool. Ban Bansuri is called the flute. <laughs> um, what are kind of like different melodies like towards uh, mantra singing so you have like one specific mantra and then there are different melodies to that uh, does that exist is this like uh, everywhere over the place or yeah that depends from west to india uh -huh. uh, so western mantra singers they just make up their own melodies and doesn't matter just what comes out um, so it could be anything. There's no particular rule. And in the Indian way of singing mantras, there is lots of rules. <laughs> um, and it's not just rules. Um, it's uh, also something that was channeled. Um, so in India, they have different um, scales, like we do, but different. <laughs> same, mm -hmm. same, but different. Um, and these scales were uh, channeled through some people. Um, and every scale has a purpose, a meaning. Um, so there is, um, some scales are to sing in the morning. Some scales are effective at lunch, some at dinner, <laughs> like in the evening. And also different scales have different healing properties. So uh, there is a scale for healing asthma. There is a scale for relaxing i don't know there is many different scales and you can sing all the mantras in all the scales so what's important is to choose the right time and the right um, yeah the right time mostly for, for the mantra mm -hmm. so you, you can compose in a, the mantra the same mantra in a scale for the morning and in a scale for the evening mm -hmm. but then you should sing it in the right time cool. and in in those scales mm, yeah you need to follow a, a specific rule um, that when you compose the mantra, it fits in that scale. 
Mm-hmm. It's very complicated, and I'm still very at the very beginning of it. I learned just for three months in India, and yeah, people learn it for thirty years mm-hmm. <laughs> until they know something. How how was it like to uh, be three months in India and experience um, this this um, deep mantra learning? Like uh, you went like in on an intensive course, right? I was um, going to a teacher every day, having private lessons, really um, very fortunate. Uh, he, he had a little ashram over his house. And um, I don't know if, I don't think every mantra teacher teaches it like this in India, but I had a very special training and connection. And um, so for me, the first three weeks with him, I sang every day the same mantra. Um, and for me, that was one of the most healing experiences I've ever mm-hmm. had. So we used to sing this mantra, um, looking each other in the eye, and he has a very strong connection to the Divine Mother. So for me, it was really when he sang, he was not himself. It was not the ego anymore, not the body. Not It was just divine energy flowing through his eyes into mine. And um, yeah, for three weeks in a row, I sang that mantra and I cried every day <laughs> by singing that mantra. <laughs> and it opened up really something in my heart. It just went, whew. <laughs> Wonderful. And it was really healing, yeah. Thank you for uh, sharing. More, more than any other mantra in the Western. Like I really, Since then, I really feel the difference between the Western melodies and the, the Indian melodies. They go much deeper for me. Mm-hmm. 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 but it was also um, um, for my western mind challenging <laughs> because when I, whenever I had questions why is this so and can you tell me some theory and Indian style of teaching is very different so sometimes I, it's like this and <laughs> you know you can do it like this and like this and like this and all is correct <laughs> in the west we want to know like what is the right way <laughs> and then we need to know why <laughs> <laughs> wonderful that's wonderful <laughs> yeah hmm it's, it's interesting yeah like um just yeah yeah for how long did you sing that one mantra for three weeks do you know how how ex- how approximately how long uh, it was I think minimum one hour per day. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, seven days a week almost, or six days maybe. But yeah. were you completely alone, or were there also other students mm-hmm. uh, with you, kind of like learning together with you? At that time, no, I had the privilege to be alone. He didn't have any other students. Yeah. <laughs> For one short period of time, that we were two of us. But we never practiced, uh, like we had always single lessons. So we knew each other, but we never practiced together. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, now, now the thing is, what else would you like to tell us? What, what, what is like really in your heart? Oh, I love that mantra or, or like, what, what is your favorite mantra? Do you have such a, such a thing as your favorite mantra or doesn't that exist? Hmm. I think it goes in phases. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, 
I think it goes in phases. It ah. depends which phase I'm in. And um, but one mantra I feel very connected. It's the Gayatri mantra, which is one of the oldest mantras. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's also hard to explain what it means because it's so complex. Oh, oh, please! Can, can we explain that or not? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so it in, it in, it invites you to meditate upon our existence, and then of course the mantra I sang for three weeks with my mantra teacher. It's one of my favorites yep. because it just so much healing happened with it. Okay. Mm. But what I could tell more about mantras is um, I, I really like um, Kundalini mantras from Kundalini Yoga. Yeah. And the, those are not in Sanskrit, but they are in Gumurki, which is the language of Sikh. Not Sikh, like, but <laughs> K, <laughs> K, K-H <laughs> people. Uh, uh-huh. The ones with the white turban. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For me personally, I don't know much about Kundalini Yoga um, as the yoga path, um, but I like um, to, to use both mantras, the Sanskrit mantras from Vedic tradition and the Kundalini, because for me, the Vedic mantras, they have a very grounding and earthing energy. So it really brings me back to, to my feet and calls me. And the Kundalini mantras for me are very light and airy. So I like to combine both. So if I want to be, if I need some centering and coming back from a stressful day then first I sing uh, a Vedic mantra and if I need some more lightness and uh, playfulness then I like to sing Kundalini mantra
uh, before we closing, before we closing, where can people find you online? <laughs> um, on my web website, glendalaila.ch. Mm -hmm. um, there's also, so uh, right now I live in the mountains in the Bernese Canton, and I don't offer as much as before because I'm very off the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there on my website are all the events taking place in the area of Zurich and also here there will be a retreat um yeah and on facebook and on instagram great also. and definitely also check her out on uh instagram at glenda Lila music um is her channel called and tune in live at www.momentedyoga slash live available on all, all on all podcast platforms glenda thank you again for being here it was amazing and teaching us more about uh, mantras. Uh, unfortunately, my level of knowledge wasn't quite too deep, so I couldn't go deeper into questions right now and dig deeper. But uh, I think there were quite some holes filled, so thank you so much for that. Thank you for having me here, and I'm sorry for the internet connection, because I live on the mountains, I cannot do anything about <laughs> it. It's just what it is. <laughs> uh. It's all right, don't worry about it. <laughs> It's and, very, very uh, good. Yeah, thank you for, for this challenge. Because for me, it's always a challenge to talk about mantras. I, I rather feel it and just sing with people, and then people understand what it's <laughs> what yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, thank you for giving me this opportunity. And you're very, you're very welcome. <laughs> uh, it 